Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Saturday, June 24th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. A lot of great listen over there. Definitely worth your while. I want to continue to point you at the final two links in our show notes. Uh, the first one is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Give, Sing, Go campaign. We are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can convince establishment of a Christian classic education-based school to provide a trustworthy alternative within our community. So go ahead and click on the link. Pastor Jay has provided a much more thorough description than I just did. And then we would ask three things of you to pray for us, to prayerfully consider giving to us, and to pass the link along so that others can do the same. Um, the last link in our show notes is also for our Give, Send, Go campaign. It is for my brother and sister in Christ, Nathaniel Jolly and his wife. They are church planners up in Alaska doing a lot of great work up there. Um, but they have a single car. It is a four-wheel drive so they can get around and actually do the ministry work. And uh, it is broke down. Um, and being church planners, they have no income. They have they, they have no paycheck coming in. So they need some help. Uh, they need approximately $8,000. So I, I would ask you to go ahead and do the same thing. Click on the link. Uh, Nathaniel's provided a pretty good description of their need. And then I would ask you again to do the same thing, to go ahead and pray for them, to prayerfully give, consider giving to them, and to pass the link along so that others can do the same. All right. Um, and I also want to remind you that... Uh, Vail Valley Baptist Church, we've been chosen to be a viewing location for the movie The Essential Church that has been put out by Grace Community Church. Uh, that is John MacArthur's church. Uh, we've been one of the, we are one of the select viewing locations. Um, you can go to our website at vvb.church, scroll down, you'll see the flyer on the front page and a link to click through and register to reserve seats. You need to reserve seats. It is on the 23rd of July at 6 p.m. at, at our church location. So all that information is on the website. So if you're in the area, please come and join us. Definitely going to be worthwhile. We're very, I'm very much looking forward to seeing this. All right, well, we're going to do ahead like we do on the weekends. We're going to go ahead and just do our Bible reading for the day. So let's go ahead and open up with our seventh day morning prayer called God's Good Pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O oh God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one. May we hearken to thee. The almighty instructor, teach us to live to thee. The light dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. 
Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyments of it nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are. To recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility. For vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right. Morning devotion for today. Uh, The text is from Luke 11, verses 27 and 28. A certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee and the paps which thou hast sucked. But he said, Yea, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. It is fondly imagined by some that it must have involved very special privileges to have been the mother of our Lord, because they supposed that she had the benefit of looking into his very heart in a way in which we cannot hope to do. There may be an appearance of plausibility in the supposition, but not much. We do not know that Mary knew more than others, and what she did know she did well to lay up in her heart. But she does not appear from anything we read in the evangelists to have been a better instructed believer than any other of Christ's disciples. All that she knew we also may discover. Do you wonder that we should say excuse me, that we should say so? Here is a text to prove it. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Remember the master's words, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. So blessedly does this divine revealer of secrets tell us his heart, that he keepeth back nothing which is profitable to us. His own assurance is, If it were not so, I would have told you. Doth he not this day manifest himself unto us, as he as he doth not unto the world? It is even so, and therefore we will not ignorantly cry out, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, but we will intelligently bless God that having heard the word and kept it, we have first of all as true a communion with the Savior as the Virgin had, and in the second place as true an acquaintance with the secrets of his heart as she can be supposed to have obtained. Happy soul to be thus privileged. All right, we're going to be doing our reading now, and hang on a minute. I am going to... Sorry, I needed some water there. All right, we're going to do our reading now. Uh, We're going to be reading 2 Kings 6 and 7, Acts 15, verse 36 through Acts 16, verse 15, Psalm 142, and Proverbs 17, verse 24 and 25. So, 2 Kings 6, hear the word of the Lord. And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, Behold now, the place before you where we are living is too limited for us. But let us go to the Jordan, and each of us take from there a beam, and let us make a place there for ourselves where we may live. So he said, Go. Then one said, Please be willing to go with your servants. And he answered, I shall go. So he went with them, and they came to the Jordan and cut down trees. Now it happened that as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, my master, for it was borrowed. Then the man of God said, Where did it fall? And when he showed him the place, he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. And he said, Take it up for yourself. So he sent forth his hand and took it. 
Now the king of Aram was warring against Israel, and he counseled with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Arameans are coming down there. And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, so that he guarded himself there more than once or twice. Then the heart of the king of Aram was enraged over this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will you not tell me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, No, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and take him. And it was told to him, saying, Behold, he is in Dotham. Dothan. So he sent horses and chariots and a heavy military force there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. Then the attendant of the man of God arose early and went out, and behold, a military force with horses and chariots was all around the city. And his young man said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he said, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Yahweh, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And Yahweh opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And they came down to him, and Elisha prayed to Yahweh and said, Strike this people with blindness, I pray. So he struck them with blindness, according to the word of, El of Elisha. Then Elisha said to them, This is not the way, and this is not the city. Walk after me, and I will walk you over to the man whom you seek. And he walked them over to Samaria. Now it happened that when they had come into Samaria, Elisha said, O Yahweh, open the eyes of these men that they may see. So Yahweh opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. The king of Israel, when he saw them, said to Elisha, My father, shall I strike them down? Shall I strike them down? And he said, You shall not strike them down. Would you strike down those you have taken captive with your sword and with your bow? Set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink, and walk back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them, and when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. And the marauding bands of Arameans did not come again into the land of Israel. Now it happened afterwards that Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, gathered all his military camp, and went up and besieged Samaria. Now there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for eighty shekels of silver, and a fourth of a cab of dove's dung for five shekels of silver. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him, saying, Save, my lord, O king. He said, If Yahweh does not save you, from where shall I save you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? And the king said to her, What is the matter with you? And she said, This woman said to me, Give your son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him, and I said to her on the next day, Give your son that we may eat him, but she has hidden her son. Now it happened that when the king heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes. Now he was passing by on the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth beneath on his body. Then he said, May God do so to me and more also, if the head of Elisha the son of Shaphat remains on him today. Now Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him, and the king sent a man from his presence. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, Do you see how this son of a murderer has, has sent to take away my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door, and hold the door shut against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? While he was still speaking with them, behold, the messenger came down to him, and he said, Behold, this evil is from Yahweh. Why should I wait for Yahweh any longer? 
2 Kings 7. Then Elisha said, Listen to the word of Yahweh. Thus says Yahweh, About this time tomorrow, a seah of fine flour will be sold for a shekel, and two seahs of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. And the royal officer on whose hand the king was leaning answered the man of God and said, Behold, if Yahweh should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? Then he said, Behold, you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat of it. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why do we sit here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, then the famine is in the city, and we will die there. And if we sit here, we die also. So now come and let us go over to the camp of the Arameans. If they spare us, we will live, and if they put us to death, we will die. So they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Arameans. Then they came to the outskirts of the camp of the Arameans, but behold, there was no one there. Now the Lord had caused the camp of the Arameans to hear a sound of chariots and a sound of horses, even the sound of a great military force, so that they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Therefore they arose and fled in the twilight, and forsook their tents and their horses and their donkeys, even the camp just as it was, and fled for their life. So these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp and entered... Mm and entered one tent, and ate and drank. Then they carried from there silver and gold and clothes, and they went and hid them. And they returned and entered another tent, and carried from there also, and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, We are not doing right. This day is a day of good news, but we are keeping silent. If we wait until morning light, punishment will overtake us. So now come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they came and called to the gatekeeper of the city, and they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Arameans, and behold, there was no one there, nor the voice of man, only the horses tied, and the donkeys tied, and the tents just as they were. And the gatekeepers called and told it within the king's household. Then the king arose in the night and said to his servants, I will now tell you what the Arameans have done to us. They know that we are hungry. Therefore they have gone from the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we will capture them alive and get into the city. And one of his servants answered and said, Please let some men take five of the remaining horses which remain in the city. Behold, they will be in any case like all the multitude of Israel who remain in it. Behold, they will be in any case like all the multitude of Israel who have already come to an end. So let us send and see. They took therefore two chariots with horses, and the king sent after the camp of the Arameans, saying, Go and see. Then they went after them to the Jordan, and behold, all the way was full of clothes and equipment which the Arameans had thrown away in their haste. Then the messengers returned and told the king. So the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. Then a seah of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two seahs of barley for a shekel, according to the word of Yahweh. Now the king appointed the royal officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. But the people trampled on him at the gate, and he died, just as the man of God had spoken, who spoke when the king came down to him. So it happened, just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two seahs of barley for a shekel, and a seah of fine flour for a shekel, will be sold tomorrow about this time at the gate of Samaria. And the royal answer, officer had answered the man of God, and said, Now behold, if Yahweh should make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he had said, Behold, you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat of it. And so it happened to him, for the people trampled on him at the gate, and he died. Acts 15, starting verse 36, through the end of the chapter. 
Now after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us return and visit the brothers in every city in which we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. And Barnabas wanted to take John, called Mark, along with them also. But Paul kept insisting that they should not take him along, who had deserted deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there was such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another, and Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left, being committed by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he was traveling through Syria and Cilicia and strengthening the churches. Acts 16 verses 1 through 15. Now Paul also arrived at Derbe and at Lystra, and behold, a disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek, and he was well spoken of by the brothers who were in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted this man to go with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. Now while they were passing through the cities, they were delivering the decree excuse me, decrees which had been decided upon by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem for them to keep. So the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were abounding in number daily. And they passed through the Phrygian and Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go into Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. And passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go. Yeah, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to proclaim the gospel to them. So setting sail for Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace and on the day following to Neapolis. And from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. And we were staying in this city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to a riverside where we were supposing that there would be a not, uh, be a place of prayer and sitting down. I'm sorry. And sitting down, we began speaking to the women who had assembled. And a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God, was listening, whose heart the Lord opened to pay attention to the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Psalm 142 a mascal of David, when he was in the cave, a prayer. With my voice to Yahweh, I cry aloud. With my voice to Yahweh, I make supplication. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my distress before him. When my spirit was faint within me, you knew my path. In the way where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see that there is no one who regards me. A way of escape has been destroyed from me. No one cares for my soul. I cried out to you, O Yahweh. I said, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Give heed to my cry of lamentation, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison, to give thanks to your name. The righteous will encircle me, for you will deal bountifully with me. And finally, Proverbs 17, verses 24 and 25. Wisdom is in the presence of the one who understands, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a vexation to his father, and bitterness to her who gave birth to him. All right. Well, that is our that is our scripture reading for the day. Uh, let's go ahead and read the evening devotional. Uh, the text for it is from Daniel three sixteen through eighteen. Shadrach, Meshach, 
And Abednego answered and said, Be it known unto thee, O God, that we will not serve thy gods. The narrative of the manly courage and marvelous deliverance of the three holy children, or rather champions, is well calculated to excite in the mind of believers firmness and steadfastness in upholding the truth in the teeth of tyranny and in the very jaws of death. Let young Christians especially learn from their example, both in matters of faith and religion and matters of a brightness in business, never to sacrifice their consciences. Lose, lose all lose all rather than lose your integrity and when all else is gone still hold fast a clear conscience as the rarest jewel which can adorn the bosom of a more of a mortal be not guided by the will of the wisp of policy but by the pole star of divine authority follow the right at all hazard hazards when you see no present advantage walk by faith and not by by sight do God the honor to trust him, and when it comes to matters of loss for the sake of principle, see whether he will be your debtor. See if he doth not even in this life prove his word that godliness with contempt is great gain, and that they who seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness shall have all these things added unto them. Should it happen that in the providence of God you are a loser by conscience, you shall find that if the Lord pays you not back in the silver of earthly prosperity, he will discharge his promise in the gold of spiritual joy. Remember that a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of that which he possesseth, to wear a guileless spirit, to have a heart void of offense, to have the favor and smile of God is greater riches than the mines of Ophir could yield, or the traffic of Tyre could win. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is, than a stalled ox and inward contention therewith. An ounce of heart's ease is worth a ton of gold. All right. Well, that is our episode for today. I thank you for spending this time with me. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. Um, and if your weekend plans don't include worshiping with the saints, change them. You need to be worshiping with the saints. It's not a request. It's a command from God. So let's be obedient and not sinful in that. All right. Let's go and close out with the Lord's Day Eve prayer. Let's pray. God of the passing hour, another week has gone and I have been preserved, and my going out and my coming in. Thine has been the vigilance that has turned threatened evils aside. Thine the supplies that have nourished me. Thine the comforts that have indulged me. Thine the relations and friends that have delighted me. Thine the means of grace which have edified me. Thine the book which amidst all my enjoyments has told me that this is not my rest. That in all successes one thing alone is needful. To love my Savior. Nothing can equal the number of thy mercies, but my imperfections and sins. These, O God, I will neither conceal nor palliate, but confess with a broken heart. In what condition would secret reviews of my life leave me, were it not for the assurance that with thee there is plenteous redemption, that thou art a forgiving God, that thou mayest be feared? While I hope for pardon through the blood of the cross, I pray to be clothed with humility, to be quickened in thy way, to be more devoted to thee, to keep the end of my life in view to be cured of the folly of delay and indecision, to know how frail I am, to number my days and apply my heart unto wisdom. Amen. All right, again, hope you have a wonderful day and I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a good one. God bless.